Welcome to the Property Corner with myself, Rowan Alexander. So you might have heard about refinancing and wanting to know more about that. I'm afraid there's a lot of misinformation about that in the South African property market. So stay tuned to today's episode and I'll explain refinancing in a local context. On a number of social media platforms today, I see and I constantly hear um, people advocating the refinancing of an existing property in a way in which it's sort of this golden thread to allowing you more capital to purchase more property. You know, there's this concept that I buy one property, my first property under market value, and then simply reapply for for a loan um, at the full market value and use that sort of, let's call it an equity um, or profit, if you want to say, to then purchase my next property at sub-market value. And, you know, that you could, there's this idea created that you could continually do that. Um, you know, and, and just buy property sub value and sort of reaccess that, that equity that there may be in it. So while this may be possible, um, you know, it's not as easy as it sounds because in the South African context, loans are granted based on affordability and not just on property values. So in saying that, if you were to purchase a property today on auction for 500,000 Rand, but it's actually worth a million Rand. For you to reapply for the million rand bond or that additional 500,000, you would need to go through the normal home loan application process. And then whether you're doing that on the property that you've bought below market value or whether you do that on the new property that you're purchasing would be exactly the same thing. So when you apply for a mortgage loan, um, about one third of your gross income can be used towards repaying financed property. So if your income is 10,000 Rand a month or for every 10,000 Rand that you earn, about one third of that three and a half thousand Rand can be contributed towards property installments. Now, if you reverse that, you can then take the amount that you could repay monthly and you can determine how much you would be able to lend. So in an example where you're earning 100,000 Rand a month, your total debt repayments on property shouldn't exceed 35,000 Rand a month. Now, whether you buy a property at below its market value or at its existing uh, market value, that 35,000 Rand limit would always be there. And that's why I'm saying, you, you know, this sort of idea that you can refinance property and, and unlock equity, you know, to repurchase another property. While the concept is, is executable, um, it makes no difference. Whether that 35,000 Rand that you have as a budget is being paid to existing mortgage loans or whether your new mortgage loan with your existing mortgage loan combined uh, reaches 35,000 Rand, that would always be the case. Your your limit to purchasing would only be 35,000 Rand a month. Now there's, there's ways and tips that I could give you which would help you reduce that installment. You know, so if you can get your 35,000 Rand installments down to maybe 30 or to 28 or 25, then you could potentially repurchase property based on the amount of installment that you have reduced. Uh, I hope that makes sense. You know, the object, uh, the objective should be getting away from that 35% or that 35,000 Rand example, getting away from that cap to free up more money. Now, 
remember when you buy your first rental property um, and, and you're trying to build a portfolio, one of the advantages will be that you'll start earning rental income from that property. So once you've earned that additional income, it will go towards your gross income. So I'm going to use a, a, an example where someone is earning 100,000 Rand a month. Now, I know this might be a, a value above, you know, sort of uh, um, reference for a number of people, but I think it's just, it's an easy figure to work with for now is 100,000 Rand. If you were to buy your first rental property and you're renting it out for 10,000 Rand a month, that income would form part of your monthly income. So your income would now have grown from 100,000 to 110,000. That in itself would allow for a greater or higher bond value to be applied for. But remember that your existing loan would also come into your expense side. So the net effect of that is very minimal. So the bottom line is, is that you qualify for what you qualify for. And any attempt that you have to qualify for more is going to be need to be, it's going to have to be supported by you showing the ability to make more repayments um, at that 35% threshold. So you're either going to have to increase your income or you're going to have to reduce your repayments that you have on your existing properties. How do we increase our income? Well, we need to have more income operating activities and um, there's one instance where EBSA will look at future rental income. So from your third rental property onwards, they will look at your future rental income, which allows you to bump up that income slightly before you actually own the property. They'll take it into consideration in the application. So that's one way. Um, the other way is where you can actually try and reduce your monthly installment. So to get away from that 35% threshold, you could do that by reapplying or renegotiating your existing loan agreements. We've just covered a whole episode surrounding um, sort of distressed sales and, and ways in which people can reduce their monthly installments to buy some time and sell a house in a natural way rather than it going to auction. But the same would apply here yeah, where you're trying to get away from that 35% threshold and bring that installment down. You could renegotiate your interest rates on your existing bonds or you could apply for longer terms. So where you may have initially had a 20-year home loan um, on that, that rental property and it's, you've paid off 10 years, you could reset that outstanding balance to over 20 or 25 or 30 years, the longest period you could potentially get. And that may um, reduce your installment. I'll give you an example where you may have purchased the property for a million rand and had a 10,000 rand a month installment but you're now only owing 500,000. If you were to renegotiate that loan term and reset it back to 20 years, that installment would go down from 10,000 Rand to 5,000 Rand, allowing you the, the, the 5,000 Rand that you are now repaying less on your existing property, freeing that up to apply for a loan on a new property. So that's probably the most effective way to try and free up your affordability. Because that's what we're trying to do. Refinancing, whether it be uh, 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 on an existing property, sort of refinancing by getting a second loan or or extending the loan value. Whether it's done on an existing property or a new property, that process is exactly the same. There's no benefit in trying to refinance an existing property. And in actual fact, um, you, know, you want to be sure that your interest expense is going off against the correct property. 
So what you don't want to be doing is actually financing your primary residence to fund the acquisition of an investment property because your interest expense on your primary residence cannot be offset against the income earned from an income generating investment. So always be sure that you apply for the finance which is going to be used to buy a property in the correct property's name. If you're going to be buying an investment property, rather apply for the finance on that property than on your primary residence. So I think this should bring some light and shed some light to um, you know, why it's dangerous to, to fall into that trap of thinking that you could simply buy a property at sub-market value, um, you know, refinance that equity to buy another property at sub-market value and refinance and sort of compound in that way and grow a rental property portfolio. That's not a way that works in our local property markets and be mindful of not trying to follow that advice which isn't suitable for our property market. So I hope this episode has been useful and if you want more property advice and tips, stay tuned and subscribe to The Property Corner with myself, Rowan Alexander. <laughs>